welcome to the start of the Game Is Up podcast. In this podcast, I'm going to be talking about new games, old games, games that I like and games that I just don't really agree with. Now, the way these episodes are going to work, I'm going to have an, I'm going to have a game for each episode and I'll split it into different topics, usually taking around, no, fifteen, maybe maybe twenty minutes on each topic, and the episodes will range to from forty five minutes to an hour depending on how much I have to say about the game. So, for the first episode, I'm just going to be talking about Resident Evil 8. Now, if you have not heard of Resident Evil 8 and you like games, where have you been? Resident Evil 8 is... It was released in May, and it's just... I think it was released in May, anyway. It's just an amazing game. I have about three topics to talk about for Resident Evil 8, so, yep, let's just get straight to it. Now, the first topic I'll want to get into about it is something that really makes a game like just games in general other topics like make certain genres of games but this makes the game and that is obviously the gameplay now the gameplay of resident evil so it's a shooting game you should know that if you know what resident evil is or played any of the resident evil games shooting game you've got an inventory obviously and you fight some sort of infected thing now the gameplay in this now, I will be talking about enemies later, so I won't really technically mention them in this bit. But the gameplay of the enemies is amazing. Because they're just dynamic. And they actually attack you rather than in, like, other zombie games. They just, you know, it's a slow hobble. They come over and they scratch you, like, once. Now, the, the shooting in this game, obviously, speed you shoot, so on, is based on the, on the amount you upgrade your guns and what gun you're using. But, I have to say... That just makes the game perfect. From being able to get weapons such as small, you know, carryable pistols to a pistol that launches rockets or even a full auto assault rifle and a lightsaber. Won't go too much into that one. Now, being able to just walk around a village which essentially is a ghost town is just amazing. With enemies, you don't know where the enemies are, ranging from different sizes as well. The gameplay is just... It's, I'll be saying this a lot, but it's just amazing. I've rec- I recently played Resident Evil Village, and my god, I've, compl- I've com- done about seven run-throughs, which is quite a few, seeing so I only got it like a week ago. However, it's one of those games where the gameplay makes it so you can replay it multiple times and it just it doesn't really get old until you've done every little thing you can and that could take a while now in resident now in resident evil in this game anyway you have money of obviously the currency in this one is lag which you can spend to upgrade your guns buy ammo buy grenades meds so on and you can get money just from looting it off lichens, which are the main enemy in this game. Or you can sell stuff like the crystallised remains of bosses. Now, I won't go too much into that, because I wouldn't... It's... I don't know. It's sort of gameplay, but it's more a different aspect of the game, the whole merchant thing. Now, obviously, ev- everyone has said this. The whole merchant thing and village quite like Resident Evil 4. I haven't personally played it, 
I've seen it and it does look like a great game. So, but I can't necessarily compare it. However, I will just go off what a lot of people are saying. Now, before I get on to like rest of the things about the gameplay in this game, one thing a lot of people wanted about Resident Evil and were excited about wasn't necessarily the gameplay. It was a tall vampire lady. Lady Dominatresque, which I will actually get into in the second topic. However, Lady Dominatresque is a massive vampire woman. And the internet lost its collective mind. I was going to say. Yeah, anyway. The internet lost its collective mind for Lady Dimitrescu. I can sort of see why. However, I'm more into, obviously, gameplay and that. But, yeah. That's just my opinion. Now... The gameplay in this game is fluid, apart from the fact that the main character runs at an extremely slow pace, which you can upgrade by getting upgrades in the Duke's kitchen, but it can also be very annoying if you're on low health, especially on a hard difficulty. The hardest one is Village of Shadows, which I have done and my friend does not, somehow. I don't know why it was easy. <laughs> However... The difficulties also in the gameplay make the game as well. Being able to just brisk easily through casual with a shotgun and then be extremely outnumbered in Village of Shadows, it's just amazing. And like I said, I'm going to be saying that a lot because it is. Resident Evil is a great game. It's a great series. Having played Resident Evil 1, 2 and 7 and now 8, I know I haven't played like all of them, like 3, 4, 5, so on, but from what I have played, I can tell you that it is a great series. Now, the gameplay section actually might be a bit shorter than I thought it would, as you can cover a lot of the gameplay aspects in it. Ah, one main aspect of this game and the last game, which I didn't use too much, mainly because I just like shooting the enemies, is guarding. Now, a lot of the time, when you're under pressure, you might forget to guard. But you could, in this game, you can guard and you can kick an enemy away. Now, on the harder difficulties, that is extremely helpful. Being able to just almost get grabbed by a lycan and then throw them away. It is also quite comedic, in my opinion. Now, the health in this game works, so you'll go from like a dark green colour to light green, to orange, and then to red or critical. Obviously, when you're playing on the harder, no, easier difficulties, you'll only really go down to critical against bosses or more difficult enemies. However, on Village of Shadows or Hardcore, you will get down to orange or red extremely easily. And I'm talking from bad experience. Now, one thing with Resident Evil 8 is being able to do something called New Game Plus. Where you load up the completed save and you're actually able to keep your weapons. Which I think is an amazing aspect for the game. Being able to just carry your weapons over, especially for the harder difficulties. It's great. Because I was sick of dying about seven times on one small bit on hardcore. Which I'll admit to because 
if you're saying you've tried Village of Shadows without dying, you are a massive liar. Because no way have you been able to do that without dying. Now obviously a main aspect for a lot of games is being able to use the map system however this one after you get out of the first section of the game and into back into the village the duke who is the merchant eventually gives you a map it shows you where the other, like, the other lords are in the village as well as treasures you can get for more money. Now my first playthrough I did end up going round and finding practically every treasure I could mainly just probably being a kleptomaniac or something. Probably shouldn't admit to that. But, it's the fact that you can just go find artifacts or whatever in this desolate village in the middle of Romania, I think it's set. It's just fun, to be honest. Obviously, a lot of people are more into the shooting aspect of things. However, I like just being able to collect stuff. Even if if it's just like little collectible things you might not be able to sell or something I just find it fun that's mainly why I'm into games like Skyrim which I probably will cover in another episode now I think I'll probably cut this section short due to the fact I've talked about everything I can think about about the gameplay probably is stuff I'm forgetting but yeah ah once you complete the games for the first time from the extra content shop, which is where you can get high-powered weapons like assault rifles and a lightsaber, you can get the mercenaries game mode, which is sort of like an arena where you try to get as many points as you can, and which is actually how you unlock the lightsaber for purchase. Now, the mercenaries game mode, I've had a good, I've had a good go at it. Played a few of the stages. It, it's, it's hard to describe it. It's not difficult per se. It's difficult to get score not difficult to survive and that's all I've got to say about it really because it's just fighting enemies that you fought in the story including some bosses now I'm going to move on to the sep second topic of this episode which is going to be enemies now one of the main enemies and the first enemy you encounter in this game is something called a lycan which is a real thing I think and some sort of like werewolf thing the lichens in this game are humanoid, got a jaw like a cabbage, and use weapons. Which makes them so much better than a lot of the other enemies in Resident Evil. Like normal enemies in Resident Evil games just do a slow hobble towards you, scratch you, and you can just run away from them and get so far away. However, these ones have got an impressive speed. Especially with some being able to go long range and use bow and arrows. And it also harnesses the fact that they're using weapons like medieval sort of weapons which makes sense for a village in the middle of like in the middle of nowhere in like mountains in Romania which is just amazing design by Capcom now one of the next enemies you'll encounter which is a boss is a big fella called Urias now a lot of the time on your first playthrough or without new game plus you cannot defeat him that first time because with a handgun and a low level shotgun it's impossible. However, he carries around a massive hammer and slams you to the floor. But, it's just a fact, Resident Evil, they always go, like I'm about to tell you, with their bosses, they go big, bold, 
and absolutely tears you apart. Now actually, on the topic of bosses, the first boss you fight in the game, because I won't count the Domitresque daughters as bosses, the first boss you fight, Lady Domitresque. Oh my god. Now, one of the first, yeah, she's one of the first bosses, proper bosses you fight, and she may seem like a tall vampire lady, and you might think, oh, she's going to turn into a bat. No, you stab her with a weird dagger, and she turns into a massive dragon. Now, again, that's Capcom showing off their whole, we're going to go big and bold on these bosses. And she also has a face like a demogorgon. Not entirely, but I'm, I would like to say that Capcom probably took inspiration on, on that enemy from Stranger Things. Which I'm not surprised, based on the design, but this is a gaming series, so I won't talk about Stranger Things. And I'll probably get like, hung or something. Now, obviously, she flies around, because she's a dragon, and you've got to shoot out the air. And it's a fact that she it's a fact that she's just massive compared to you, or, what, five and a half foot of you, with not much, a pistol, a shotgun, and a sniper. But it's the contrast on the, on the player size to the enemy size, which I'd probably, again, I'd like to say Capcom goes for, because showing off how bosses could be rather than in other games it just being an enemy the same size as you now i'm going to move on to the next enemy you'll encounter which is like the standard lycan but bit bigger and armored and makes it more difficult to fight due to the fact that it's got more health and you have to take the armor off it to be able to get a good shot on it now, i'm not going to spend too much time going into the details of every enemy as that will get a bit boring but one main thing that I love about the Resident Evil games is the enemy and character design because they just do it so well. Maybe not entirely some of the main characters, seeing so a lot of them get reworked over the series, like main ones like Chris Redfield. However, the enemies always just look fantastic, especially in the Resident Evil 2 reboot. Now, the second enemy I'm going to be talking about is the second boss you fight, which I don't really count it as a boss fight. But it's the second lord, and that is Donna Beneviento. Now, in a sense, you don't necessarily fight Donna. You fight her doll, Angie. And the only way you can, the only way you can, is by fighting her by stabbing her in the head with scissors. As, you know, your weapons get taken off you due to a believer hallucination or creepy doll magic. Speaking of which, in the basement of the house, I'm not going to say too much, but in the basement of the house... There is a massive baby that looks like such a weird creature. It's like, it's like a fetus that's been born. And again, that sentence is, I don't really think I'd say in my life, but a fetus that has been born and has not developed into a proper baby. And it's massive and taller than the player. And the fact it can swallow you in your one go and you can't fight back against it, you've got to run, really harnesses the horror aspect of Resident Evil. So obviously it's all well and good being able to have action, you know, combat, but it's called horror survival for a reason. Now, the next two bosses I'm going to be talking about, um, I'm going to try and get through quickly. This episode, as it's the first one, will probably only be about 30 minutes long, but I just want to set the bar so people know what they're getting in for. Now, the third boss you fight, Salvatore Moreau. Tales of a massive fish lurking in the lake, as well as Moreau, 
yet he is the massive fish, due to the fact he can transform into one. Now, just like a simp donating to Belle Delphine, he is obsessed for the main big bad, Mother Miranda's love, as she sort of brought them into her family using a weird disease infection thing. Now, Moreau, the character design, once he's not got his coat on, even with, with the coat on, he's so gross and disgusting, it makes him amazing. Because, again, and I'm going to be saying this a few times probably, Capcom are showing off the designs of their classic, like, Resident Evil enemies, making them gruesome, other big, bold, and a lot of them gruesome. And when in the boss fight, he's able to spit acid at you, which is just perfect. Now, the fourth boss I'm going to be talking about is the final lord, Lord Karl Heisenberg, one my friend used to think was cool, and now has a deep hatred for, as he can't kill him on Village of Shadows. And if he's, if he ends up listening to this, you know who you are, so don't deny it. But the third lord, Lord Heis, Lord Karl Heisenberg, in his boss fight, at first he looks like a normal man, but his ability to get metal ends up turning him into something different. A twisted being of flesh and metal. Which makes for an interesting fight, and you think, oh, how am I going to fight against this? And then Chris Redfield shows up with a propelled artillery tank. Now, I must say, in my opinion, I'm not too big of a fan of that little section. Because I think Resident Evil is great when the boss fight is difficult, and you don't have, and you think you don't have much of a chance against it with the weapons you've got, especially your first time through. Then when you get to that one and you're just in a tank for mo practically most of it, and on foot for like two minutes, it really takes all of the scary aspect away from the fight. And that is one time I, ha I don't like where Capcom have gone big and bold. That's just a personal opinion. People can disagree with me, but again, I just don't really find that like appealing in terms of bosses now now the fifth and final boss isn't mentioned as a lord in the game because she's the ruler that presides over this dark and twisted village mother miranda now you probably would have heard her in the trailer with some old woman saying like on midnight as the moon rises on black wings whatever we bring glory to Gl mother miranda at first she doesn't seem like she has too much involved but as she's the one who's taken your daughter and split her into four jars, yeah, I think she is quite involved. You end up fighting her at the end, and she transforms in... She has multiple forms, which really baffled me and my friend. With her being able to transform into some sort of woman with spider legs, to a bird, and then turning everything dark, and her coming from nowhere and attacking you, which can really use up your health items. Now the boss fight only actually took me two tries. I died the first time, but I got a hold of what is actually going on with that fight, which is something you'll want to do in a Resident Evil game. And it use it can use up quite a lot of ammo, but if you've got a strong weapon like a shotgun and heavily upgraded, you will blast through it no problem. Now, I'm going to move on to the third and final topic of the first episode of the podcast. And that is going to be style, or like graphics, whatever you want to call it. Now, 
People have been talking about how the graphics are amazing on the Xbox Series X or S or on the PS5 or like on their high powered gaming PCs. But I've got an I've got an Xbox I've got an Xbox One S, I think. And the graphics I think are absolutely stunning. And in my opinion, this is a game that you don't need one of them high powered consoles to be able to just have an amazing experience playing it and see like the beautiful work that the people at Capcom have put in to this game and the fact that we've been waiting f that we had to wait in total four years for this game I think it's quite worth it now the one style I'm going to be talking about is even though I sort of talked about it earlier is the Lycans the main enemy now the Lycans they like I said they have a jaw like a cabbage they've got they have hair on them and they're just like rotted flesh sort of mixed between zom their zombies yet they do have slight capacity to think while also just practically growling at you like dogs but the way they're designed must have been an absolute nightmare for whoever designed the lichens because being able then to get an enemy that good the time i reckon it would have taken for that i just it's it's unfathomable. Now, the next thing I'm going to be talking about is the scenery, like in terms of graphics. When you first get to the village after some, like, encountering a house on the way to the village, the first thing really most players will notice is the castle looming over the village, like a, like a super villain's fortress, which really is what it is. And you can tell you're going to go there. Which is the thing a lot of people were disappointed about because it wasn't as long as it could have been. They made the castle one of the main things. Even if I get the box right now, actually, even putting it on the main thing on like the box by putting other pictures over the rest of the village and showing the castle. Now, I I am actually slightly annoyed about the fact the castle section could have been longer because if you have a great weapon, great weapon. And you see how fast you can speed run it without stopping, even without stopping to save. What, 20, 30 minutes? They, for a castle designed that well and that big, is really underwhelming. They put a lot of thought and design into the castle, but not a lot of thought of what they do with the castle. Seeing as though the enemies inside, until you get to their little mini boss battles, they just chase you around and are easily avoidable by going into a save room. Which is just really disappointing. And this is a game that I wish I didn't have anything bad to say about it, but I do. And that is really the main bad thing I have to say about it. Now, the rest of the village, as well as the lake and the Beneviento's house, it is all designed so creepily like, and just spooky it makes it beautiful now that's gonna sound weird saying that creepy and spooky is beautiful but it genuinely is they have done such a good job designing the village make but yeah all of that is just designed so well it's just amazing like especially seeing bought like broken windows doors just on the floor, it's furniture everywhere in the house, 
even just the simplest thing, like a pot of soup being left there, really shows how desolate it is and the fact that really everyone has turned. Now, one of the next things I'm going to be talking about in terms of appearance is the factory. Now, factory is one of the bits later on in the game, which I won't say too much about, because obviously this podcast will have spoilers, but I don't want to spoil every single little detail. But a factory, all I'm going to say about the enemies you find there is they're like, they're like the enemies you fight in the castle, these Maraikas or whatever they're called, but they're modified, they've got robot parts on them or whatever, including ones including ones just covered in metal armour with two massive drills that you can only explode the armour off. And a bot and a mini boss which has a massive turbine for a head and no arms. And it's it's oh I don't know how to describe it's extremely, extremely creepy and weird and freaky and it's amazing. Because they're designed to be that way. And it's great, genuinely. Now, that was a bit of a small bit. But I'm going to be talking about one more thing. Now, there's one part of the game close to the end. Before the final boss battle. Where you play as Chris Redfield. A returning character from quite a few Resident Evil games. As him, you go through the village. Trying to get to the heart of all this. And find the weird fungus growing all this. And it's the fact, and you can see bits of tree growing out of the ground, dead fallen soldiers, and it's amazing. It shows the aspect of how gruesome and creepy and yet beautiful the game is, and showing how much work has been put in to it to make a game like that. Obviously, Chris's section is slightly, is quite easy. With a bit of difficulty on the harder, like difficulties, obviously. But the fact that you have just a deadly assault rifle, if you play the game for the first time on standard or casual, you will blitz through that section, most likely without dying, apart from maybe the last boss. But it's, it's. I reckon that bit's actually quite cool, because it's a cathartic moment for everyone who saves up their ammo. And then just being able to let it rip on any enemy you see. It's, it's, it's quite comedic to be honest. It's the fact that you're... And it's laughable because you're like... Oh, these enemies are quite difficult. It takes about like 10 pistol shots to the head. And then being able to do like... Just three rifle shot, assault rifle shots to the head. It's funny and yet great. Now really... For the first episode this is a short one. That is going to be it for the Game of Silver podcast. I hope that if I hope that you just like, I hope that you like it. I'm not going to be one of them YouTubers that say, "Oh, please go like this." I just, yeah, just listen again if you want. Find out things about games. Find out games that I like, whatever. And yeah, it's been fun making this, and I'm going to be making more episodes probably every Monday. So either every Monday or Mondays and Fridays. So yeah, keep an eye out for that, and I'll see you next time when the game is off. Game